0: there, folks? Yes, sir. All right. all right. Good morning. Up on the screen, I'm going to start with a verse that we all know very, very well. Romans 8.28. There's a, a number of di- different versions, but <clears throat> I'm going to read to you from the Amplified Translation. I believe that's not the Amplified Translation, but I want to make the point. We are sure to know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good and to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Shall we pray? Father God, we know, we know you love us, you care for us, and that all things in our lives if we are called according to your purpose, are going to work out according to your purpose. Help us to yield to your will, to be ever faithful to you, to trust in you always, no matter what. In Jesus' name, amen. We're gonna talk a little bit about what we should be thinking about when it says all. Because some things we see going on in this world today We have to question. I believe the enemy is using fear to divide the church. It's wrong. And now more than ever, the church needs to stand united. Our family needs to be united. I've heard in my own family and maybe yours that if you don't have a certain vaccination, you can't come and visit. That's wrong. What are you afraid of? God didn't give us the spear of fear. This is a tool that Satan uses. Many Bible verses about fear. What I've picked up from my own Bible reading is that the phrase occurs a lot. Ever since the first occurrence with Adam after the fall, fear seems to be our natural reaction. We can be afraid when we come into God's presence. We are afraid in our dealings with our peers, especially now at the age of COVID. We're afraid in the presence of our enemies. We're afraid of change, afraid when things remain the same. We're afraid of our fears, afraid of our fears. But I've noticed that God is quick to reassure his people. He reassures them when it comes to his, into his presence. When John had the vision of Jesus, his first response was fear, but Jesus was quick to reassure him. Revelations 1, 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. That's fear. But he laid his right hand on me saying to me, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Again, Revelations 1, 17. He reassured them when he gives, back, gives them a task to do. When Moses died, the mantle of leading the Israelites fell on Joshua. God knew what a difficult task it would be, but he didn't want Joshua to be afraid. And so he told him, have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, nine. God reassures them when they face the enemies. One of the last speeches Moses made to the Israelites contained a reminder that if they remained obedient, God would fight the battle for them. And here's what he said. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid. For the Lord, your God, is with you, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. And he, and he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid and do not tremble or be terrified because of them. Deuteronomy 20, 1 and 3. That's the New King James Version. Our God is quick to remind us that we have no need to fear as, living, as, as long as we depend on him. Even before Jesus' crucifixion, he told his disciples that they would have peace, not fear, he would have peace. He said in in, uh, John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives to you, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. As children of God, we can rest assured that the Bible is filled with many verses that teach us how to manage our fears. What's fear according to the Bible? There are 501 occurrences of the word fear in the King James version of the Bible. I didn't count them all. I'm taking someone's word for it. The word afraid first appears in Genesis 3.10. Adam heard the voice of his creator and was afraid. We know the story. We know that Adam and Eve had disobeyed God's explicit instructions. Should perhaps be afraid if you would (laughs) disobey God. Fear entered the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned. Prior to Genesis 3, everything on earth was very good. But all that changed after Lucifer deceived the woman. When God called Adam after the fall, his words were and he said, hear thy voice in the garden. And I, I, I heard thy voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. In an instant, fear and shame entered God's perfect world. And they've been it's, it's been here ever since. Adam and Eve had eaten the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they were and they experienced fear. We know that sin and fear are intricately woven together, but did you know that God and fear are also intertwined? The word translated as fear in Genesis 3 is the Hebrew word Yahweh, not Yahweh, Yahweh, Ray. And it's used to refer to both revelant fear and dread, but it wasn't reverent fear that Adam and Eve were experiencing. It was the terror that exists when someone knows they have done something wrong and need to face the consequences. The beauty about God is that he perpetually reassures humanity. Do not fear, he tells us, I am with you. God knew that the fears of humanity had risen to dangerous levels. We would fear the God, fear that the God who gave us life. We would run from him and refuse to accept his help that we need. We would fear each other. We would fear the animals and they would fear us. The perfect balance had been disrupted. What's the Bible say? It shouldn't be a surprise to learn that there are a lot of Bible verses about fear. God knew his people had developed a number of phobias. Because of that, he spent a lot of time reassuring us that we can trust him. When we put our faith in him, we have no reason to fear. As Christians, we have good reason not to fear. We don't have to be afraid because God is with us. But when the enemy comes whispering lies, and we're being lied to a lot, Amen. it's hard to remember that what to believe. It's for that reason I'd like to remind you of some of the Bible verses on fear. When fear wants to steal our peace and joy, it's good to remember that God is with us. In times of great stress, meditate on these verses. First, fear not. There's nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to the difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you in in my victorious right hand of righteousness and justice. Isaiah 41.10, also you find it in Acts 18.10. Another one, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from my fears. So what's the answer to fear? Seek the Lord. When I was afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? All flesh can do to us is kill us. And then what? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What's to be afraid of? Be strong and courageous, do not fear, or be in dread of them. For is the Lord your God who goes with you, he will not leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31, 6. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Psalm 118, 6. Getting the message? We're not supposed to be afraid. I see fear being pandered all over this country on every newscast. Don't go anywhere. You might run into somebody who might be sick. We are commanded by our governor and our governments wear masks. We're wearing masks, not because we believe in them. I don't think anybody here really, really believes in them. We're here because we love our pastor and he's got the responsibility of keeping us safe. And so he has to stay within the law because that's what Romans tells him to do. I've made no secret about the fact with my pastor that I don't agree with these fool things. And if you were all honest and raised your hand, I bet you I could see pretty good percentage. (laughs) Uh, Only one hand is necessary. The truth of the matter is that's a fear and it's going across the entire United States right now. And Satan is behind this, but trust me. We have a godless enemy who has started this process with the COVID say it was an accident. It was not an accident. It's a biological warfare and it's worked. We're terrified as a country. We as Christians, children of God, should not be afraid. This is the time for us to reach out, to open up and reach out and touch people who are afraid and tell them we have the answer. The field is white with harvest. I've said before, from this pulpit, if you have a friend who doesn't know the Lord, now is the time that they need to know the Lord, because time is short, folks. We have a little time left to share the Word of God. A little. The talk, the, the talk is clicking. Ha! The clock is ticking. That time clock is running out. In just a few more days, the Hebrew people will celebrate the new year. Another year on that clock that runs down and runs out. One more year. You can't live it again All you can do is live the next one. I don't know about you, but sometimes my fears and anxieties block my view of God. All I can see in this thing is I'm worried about something. But when I refocus my thoughts on God, the size of my fear shrinks and everything shifts back into perspective. I know that if you would meditate on the word of God, the same thing would happen to you. When fear and anxiety threaten to overwhelm you, remind yourself of these Bible verses on fear when we know really well, Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be, will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day its own trouble. And next, one of my favorites that I misquote to a pastor all the time, and he never corrects me, I really appreciate that about him. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God did not give us the spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but He has given us His spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced balanced mind and discipline and self-control. So, who's giving people fear? God or Satan? No question, is there? If you believe in God, you trust in God, you're not going to be afraid. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Fear is part of our daily lives if we let it be. But if we're going to walk the path God has prepared for us, it's not okay to allow fear to cripple us. It's not okay. We must overcome our phobias and anxieties so we can become the God-designed version of ourselves. That version is the version that sent David to face Goliath. That's the version that we need to be. Our Goliath is out there in the form of COVID and other things sponsored by people who don't have our best interest at heart. God will make us Davids if we'll let him. And we can slay that dragon. And I'm using that as a metaphor because I believe the dragon is very much Satan in disguise. Fear is part of our daily lives, but we don't have to let it be that way. And we can quote Scripture just like Jesus did. In Psalms 23:4, David says, Yea, though I walk through the deep, sunless valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort me. Psalms 23:4. You shall not be in dread of them, for the Lord your God is in your midst and great, awesome God. Deuteronomy 7.21. And a, another one, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, who revere and worship him with awe, and each of them he delivers. Psalms 18.1 and 145.20, a combination. And found in Psalms 34.7. We need to meditate on those verses. The authority of the Bible rests on the authority of God. God is supreme over all things, including shame and fear. He already has given us the victory and the tools we need to defeat defeat the fear, or at least keep it under our control. Take a few minutes to read through this list of fear not verses. You have the power to control your fear. That's one of the gifts we receive from the Holy Spirit. Meditate on some of these verses about fear and others, and you'll be surprised how quickly fear recedes from your being. So we go back. <clears throat> Romans eight twenty eight, All. What does all mean? Is there, is there something that's not going to be in God's plan for us? All, that's everything, total, complete. Many different languages I wish I could speak, get the message across. It's everything works together for good, our good. If we are called according to God's purpose and he has called each one of us who love him and want to serve him to his purpose. And we have a job to do, don't we? We have one job remaining in our lives. He saved us, not because of our works, but to do some work. And what work is that? We're to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples and rescue those people who don't know what we know. There's no other there's no other reason If God didn't call us for that purpose, we'd be all gone home by now. We'd all have been gone home by now. So that's your purpose, and God has given you the power to overcome now so that you can do what he's called you to do. This has been a brief message, but I hope it's touched you It touched me as I was preparing it. It meant something to me at the time. I'm kind of a rebel without a cause. Now I have a cause. I just don't want to be lied to or coerced when I have a God who says, don't do that. Don't let Satan blind you. Be strong. I will overcome. Heavenly Father, take these words, help us to absorb them in our hearts and our spirits, and more than that, Father, help us to live them. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the media we have to share this, mes- this message on Facebook. I hope people are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Uh, <clears throat> the it was right on, you know. I can always count on Steve when I'm in a jam. Steve told me to count on him. If I'm in a jam. You told me to do it. If I'm in a jam, I can always count on you, right? Always. All right. I was in a jam last week because my daughter, you know, had COVID and uh, she was doing just terrible. I mean, it was just, I've never seen her so sick in my life. And I thought, well, I'm going to be catching the first plane to Nashville. Here any day, I said, Steve, I'm in the jam. Steve said, I said, I said, can I count on you, Steve? I said, I need you to teach on Sunday, man, because I'm gonna be out of here any day. On the phone every night to two o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And uh, that's that's how I that's how I uh, run ministry is having people I can depend on. You know you you a pastor can't run a church by himself sometimes things come up when you don't you don't sleep you know you I'm, I'm dealing with people who who are depressed people who are suicidal right now i'm counseling people who are suicidal did you know that quite a few you know you know we see things that people don't see we see things behind the scene that no one else sees but it is affecting people and you know if you have strong faith today uh, your faith might be stronger than the other person. Well, get on the phone and call them. Get on the phone and call them. Maybe you haven't seen them for a while. Uh, get on the phone and call them. Uh, if you're strong, then encourage the ones that, that are weak. But as Steve brought out, you know, if we walk in unity, uh, you know, together we stand, divided we fall, right? So at some point, we got to put aside our differences and walk in unity because there's power in unity. And I know there's a lot of uh, division when it comes to the, you know, the mask and all this stuff and vaccine. And Satan's going to use that to to cause division. Of course, that his job is to cause division. Jesus said he came to steal, kill, and to destroy. That's why he came. Do you really think that he's going to let up now? I don't think so. He's going to pour it on. But you know what? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And he cannot uh, defeat us. But fear is is a crippler. It can cripple us. I I looked the word up, and uh, the word means to choke or to strangle. You will choke or strangle all the spiritual life right out of you. But when you trust God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you trust God, the faith will come. And just one last thing, you know, uh my, my neighbors is being awfully nice to me for some reason. I don't know why. I think because they're fearful. Uh you might know unbelievers now that don't know the Lord. If there's a time to witness, the time is now. As he said, the harvest is ripe, but the labors are few. And they are just they're just being so nice Because they see me I wear my Christian t shirts and they know they know I'm a pastor and stuff and uh, I'm, I'm building some good relationships with them. I haven't had a chance to share the gospel yet, but I know, I know it's going to come a time where I will be. So I'm trying to befriend them and, uh, cause I know if I didn't have the Lord right now, I would be a nervous wreck. I would probably be one of the biggest alcoholics. I mean, how are you going to cope with all this stuff unless you have Christ? You can't cope with it. So the unbeliever runs to the bottle, you know, but we run to Christ. So we see it from a total different point of view. Just to say that, be open these last days uh, to witness, to share your faith, uh, to preach the gospel. This is the only hope. I can I've said this for 40 years, but the only hope is Christ. You know. So, but the unbeliever don't know that until we tell him. So we're going to close in this one last song, and we're going to just. Uh, Sing this old come to the altar one more time, and we're gonna, and we just want you guys to stand and we'll close with this one song.